2: this is the John Fuglesang Podcast. This is Sirius XM channel 127. Welcome to Progress After Dark. Good evening to everybody out there on the West Coast. Hello to everybody else in the middle of the East Coast. Welcome to Tell Me Everything, bringing good trouble to the right wing bubble. I'm John Fuglesang here In Manhattan, New York City, Thea is producing us from Brooklyn. Chris, our executive producer, down in South Carolina. And for the next couple hours, we're going to be with you right here on channel 127 at 866-997-4748. We would love to hear from you. I want to get to your calls really quick on Fox News. Here's Donald Trump with today's sputtering attempt to rationalize audio, revealing the extent of his venality and carelessness with confidential documents.
3: I had a whole desk full of lots of papers and mostly newspaper articles, copies of magazines, copies of different plans, copies of stories, having to do with many, many subjects. And what was said was absolutely fine and very, very perfectly. We did nothing wrong. This is a whole hoax. We had a lot of papers, a lot of papers stacked up. In fact, you could hear the rustle of the paper and nobody said I did anything wrong other than the fake news, which, of course, is Fox too. He's so scared, folks. I keep telling you, the fight has
2: to continue. But take some time to stop and smell the train wreck. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Michael in the Bronx, thank you for your patience on hold.
4: Hey, what's up, sir. All right. I'm glad you got to me. First off, you know, I got to be discussing about Trump's stunt, you know, when discussing these cases. Yes, sir. Discussing the case. You know, it's one video recording after another, after another. Yep. I thought there was a court order, which barred him from discussing this case. Now someone has said that oh, he's not supposed to be discussing with his co-defendant.
5: Correct. But,
4: uh, 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 this, this is a loophole he's trying to do here. He's holding these rallies. He's speaking on public airways, going into the microphone. You don't think that his co-defendant is um, listening and all that stuff?
2: Why are you complaining about this, Michael? Take a step back from this. You've got a problem. With Donald Trump attacking the wife of the prosecutor, you've got a problem with Donald Trump going on social media and calling the prosecutor names and insulting him personally and insulting his family. You've got a problem with that. I, I, I kind of feel like you should enjoy the fact that this shows how much this criminal is unraveling and again, take some time to enjoy his meltdown.
4: Well, let's look at it this way. You know, if he gets, if he's given the court order, he defies it. You know me. I'm all about law and order and the dedicated full of bullshit. Yes, sir. But let's, but let's take a step forward even further. It seems that he, and you remember Daniel Penny, the Marine guy who choked yes. um, Jordan Neely. Yes, sir. He was sure doing did. the same thing and doing a video recording, making statements about the case. To mm-hmm. me, trying to taint a potential jury pool. And this is the same stunt George Zimmerman pulled. In right, but no, none, of none of that's none of
2: that's elite, but none none of it's illegal. You're allowed to proclaim your innocence in the private and public spheres. If the judge gives a special order and says you cannot discuss this with your body man, your bodyguard, Walt Nauda, well then that's for real, but i I don't think anyone believes Donald Trump's going to actually respect that. The rest of it he's to, allowed to defend himself in the court of public opinion
4: well, he's allowed to defend himself, but then. When you're in the court, right, and you want to claim the Fifth Amendment that you don't want to testify and you, don't, you want to claim your Fifth Amendment privileges, to me, you waived your Fifth Amendment rights if you're going to make a public statement and try to make your case to public was it to public opinion and take the yeah. potential jury pool, because then you want to play that video recording in court and not be subject to cross-examination. Mm-hmm. You understand well, what I'm saying? I mean, and, so, yeah,
2: and listen, no doubt, no doubt he's always trying to taint any potential jury pool. And we can talk all day about the logistical challenges of trying to get 12 people on a jury who claim they have no opinion on this man. But, but again, just, but look on it as the symptom. Don't look on it as the crime. The crime has been committed. Look on it as a right. symptom of the panic.
4: I know that. He's not that. acting like My a confident man. Is, all right, my thing is, George Zimmerman pulled this shit, and then now these two guys are pulling the same stunt on trying to make a quote yep. testimony and a quote without having to subject themselves to cross examination. They say, "I don't want to testify. I don't want to take the stand. I'm, I'm using. I'm invoking my Fifth Amendment privilege." Right and my Fifth Amendment rights. To me, you just waive your Fifth Amendment rights by opening up your damn mouth. If you're going to reserve <laughs> your right to remain silent, keep your damn mouth shut. Don't say shit. Otherwise, that, you're making a statement now. Anybody, including you and me, have every right to challenge that shit. You're the only right. difference is that we're not prosecutors.
2: Michael, thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate hearing from you. Um, let me go now, before we get our next break, I want to say hello to Alan Philly, hello hey how
6: you doing there doc
2: good how are you sir
6: hey listen all right listen i watched donald trump over the last week week and a half Mm -hmm. he's falling apart he's sloppy right now this man is making a fool of himself and i think this for some people on the other side i think this is on purpose They already know they got so much information backed on this guy. They know they got him back in the corner. Nine times out of ten he's gonna be prosecuted. He's gonna go to jail for something. Mm. Because he still has three or four more cases that we know that he's guilty on that we watched all his crimes and we listened to his crimes that Mm -hmm. he the thing that's in Atlanta or Georgia. They got him on that. Yeah. The six they got him on the sixth. Oh, when that happened on January sixth. They got him on the uh, uh what he did in New York. Yeah. They got him on the fraud. The girl they got the him. other ladies the, the other ladies on the way back giving them in court the second day. When I heard the day that he was gonna uh, uh file a suit against fair I laughed. Yeah, I was driving I love it. my car down ninety five when I fucked <laughs> <bugged> stop <out> laughing.
2: <laughs> and you you're forgetting this is this is already after he paid twenty six million for his fraudulent online university he was stealing from Vets with. He paid two million dollars two million dollars for his fraudulent foundation, where he's banned from running a charity in New York State, and his kids, his three oldest kids, Ivanka, Fredo, and Shemp, had to take a class and how not to use a charity to steal from people. $1.4 just this year for the Trump Organization fraud, and let's not forget a jury of New Yorkers who found him liable for the sexual abuse of E. Carroll. So that's the stuff he's already on the hook for, and you know the cult doesn't care.
6: And the problem is, this guy is still on the books at 40%. Get the, get the hell out of here. Yeah, Somebody's lying. You know what, this is where I look at the media. The media gotta keep the juice up. They gotta keep mm. it going. So what they do... Oh, yeah, he's up at 40%. Nobody else is going to track it. That, that That's sitting around coming up with the concept. Yo, let's keep him in, because none of the rest of them, the DeSantis, take his mad-ass, magazine-ass right. back to Florida. First of all, <laughs> get the hell out of here. When, when he comes to us and we get to start going to his, uh, where he's campaigning at, we're going to shut his ass down, because I work with a political organization myself mm-hmm. called the Commission, the Unified Front. We're going to confront him and others who think like him at their venue. Now, yep. I want to say this about the Demo- uh, Nick, Really quick, to- as we're hitting
2: a break, I'll let you make one more point, and we got to hit a break. Go ahead, Al.
6: Real quick, the Democratic Party needs to get a goddamn backbone, and whoever is leading that party... Right now, everybody in Congress that's Democrat should be pushing what Joe Biden has done since he's been in office. I'm going with that
2: one. Right on, man. Appreciate it. I mean, we have to do the job of getting the facts out. And I'm going to do it every night and talk about what this president's actual economic achievements are. Because we have to memorize them because we have to rattle them off because the corporate media won't do it. They don't like boring and stable. They want ratings because someone's set their hair on fire. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, your calls and the route pundit at 866-997-GRIT.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.
6: So listen to the Michael Steele podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do.
2: This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John saying. It's already been an insane day and a half of this week so far. You got Ron DeSantis calling for executions without trial. You got Donald Trump admitting on tape again another smoking gun. And, of course, you've still got the homophobes clutching their pearls because they had to watch a pride parade and someone was naked. And they know this because Fox News showed them the clip of the naked person at a pride parade seven thousand times i need someone angrier louder and more brilliant than me to clear away all this rubbish people of earth i give you the rude pundit lee papa has tens Tens of of thousands of weekly weekly readers he has been called a tornado of a writer by the new york times and the child of richard pryor lenny bruce and hunter s thompson you should by all means follow him support him and get more content on patreon under the username rude pundit lee papa welcome back Hey John, how are you doing? I'm still basking in the glow of your appearance on Jeopardy. How has your uh, your week been since uh, your episode <laughs> aired? Oh, it's been fine.
7: Uh no, you know what, you know what was funny enough is I was re- I apparently had blanked on many of the things that I had answered on there. I thought I had only answered five or six questions, but I ended up answering like 14. Wow. Um yeah, yeah. I mean it was it, you know, it it was better than i thought you know it was going to be that said um you know i it was weird if i can you know uh because i'll just say this if there, are without going into a whole thing actually if you want to read the whole story you can go to my patreon where i posted a two-part thing about the whole story but i will say this that i would advise anybody who gets on the show don't don't worry about reading a bunch of shit to try to get yourself ready. The only thing you need to do is worry about getting your reaction time down on the fucking it. clicker. That's <laughs> that's the whole key to, to Jeopardy. It, you already got on 100000 people. Try out 400. Get on. You're smart enough. That's that that's harder than it is to get into that's Harvard. Right. So um <laughs> and it's also it's, the board. Unless you're one of those savants that come on every once in a while that know everything you know, there was a board, uh, the board I had, had categories like shoes and Nevada. And, um, and so, and then a couple of nights later, the boards were like schoolhouse rock Broadway kids from the seventies, seventies kids. Right. And, and it was like, son of a bitch. The final jeopardy was female authors. And, it was they just, all
2: was, they always pick like it seems like they always pick one column that is your specialty and then two that you can't possibly possibly win. But I, I have a real serious question for you after watching this for many years. Is the clicker ever sticky? Is it ever like I, I've always seen people hitting the clicker with very theatrically with their thumbs as if it's not working. Is it sensitive? It is. So the way it works is
7: so the question's read and then uh, you can't buzz in until the question's fully read. The the clue is fully read. However, it is a person. There is a person sitting there that triggers these strings of lights that are on either side of the board that you don't see. And Mm. they're like Christmas lights. They flash once. And when they flash, you can click in. If you click in early like you know a, a microsecond early you are blocked for a quarter second from clicking oh which, and so that's why you know you'll you know in my episode i was there going oh fucking come on that's and wild. uh and so yeah and it was yeah you, know, you know so unless you are are riding that sort of reaction wave that you need to be on it's much harder unless you're with people who you know that you know a a few of the ones i got were just ones that nobody else knew so it was i didn't have didn't matter
8: i have a question yes because i'm a big fan of jeopardy the tasman sea located between new zealand and australia is often disputed as being between these two bodies of water
7: Uh, You can suck my dick. There you go. That's what can go on between those. I I was,
8: I was rooting for you so hard. It was so great. I've never seen Jeopardy and seen somebody I know up on that screen like that, and I, uh, uh, I was awestruck. Oh, Congratulations!
7: I, I will say though, so I've totally fucked that that final Jeopardy. I, I say I face planted in front of eight million people, which is actually very liberating in a lot of ways. It's like, all right, fuck it. I just you know, I so when I got that thing, it immediately popped in my head the right answer. It, well, that's got to be the Pacific and Indian Oceans. This is easy. Then my brain said, well, that's too easy. It can't oh, be yeah. that easy. That's it's what I would have done.
2: Jeopardy. That's what and I would have done.
7: Yep. And I was like, well, there must be something like the Sea of Tasman or and then this was my favorite thing my brain did. It said maybe there's some magical finger of the Atlantic Ocean that that curls around (laughs) Australia. And and so I put down Pacific and Atlantic Oceans like a fucking idiot and um, <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have changed the outcome in the end. I wouldn't. It, it, you know, that would have hurt even more if it, it was like, oh, I could have come in second or first right. or something.
8: One look! At, it, it, look! It was it was it was great, and the, the the person who was the champion was a tough person to beat. But it, you did far better than who was on Wheel of Fortune that night, where I watched these uh, two people lose to a person who was the uh, um, um and he's he's like, I'm a hobby linguist, Pat. I'm a hobby linguist. I just love language and words. And as and as soon as he said that, you could see the other two people on the show just be like, oh, I guess I'm not winning anything. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't, they didn't win a single thing. The whole show. Like I ran the board.
7: The other thing I've learned is that there's actually toxic fandom in jeopardy. People have been attacking like Ben Goldstein, the guy that won, he, he ended up winning five, five games, which puts him in the tournament of champions. So, you know, he did really well. He just didn't win a lot of money. He was actually the lowest money winner in the modern in sort of since they've doubled what you can earn. He's the lowest money winner in five games. But people were attacking him. They didn't like him. They didn't think he was smart enough. They didn't think he bet well enough. I mean, just constant. And then, you know, fucking New York Post writes articles every day online about what went on on fucking Jeopardy. (laughs) It's like, it's like, fuck off, you know? It's, it's so, it's just so weird that there would be this toxic fandom. And of course, my attitude is to the couple of people that tried to razz me. It was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Get back to me when you're on Jeopardy.
2: Right on. Thank you. Thank you. Well, toxic fandom is the only kind of fandom I've ever known. So I'm sorry I touched you, Lee, but I will promise you something Uh, as disappointing as it might have been. You looked great on camera. You made us all really happy. And most importantly, um, you had a better week than Donald Trump again.
6: I, I, had did. I did better week than yes. Donald Trump.
2: I want yes. to play a quick little clip to show you just how terrified Donald Trump is. This is his New Hampshire rally that he just mm-hmm. gave playing the hits, remixing a few old ones for the 2024 election cycle. Uh, Por ejemplo, uh, Crooked Hillary now gives way to Crooked Joe. I want to play this quick little minute of this guy and then talk about the level of fear this bloated humunculus is experiencing.
3: A3. For seven years, all of us have been fighting side by side to rescue our country from the sinister forces who hate it what? and who want to destroy it. And now we are approaching the most important battle of our lives. I believe this is the most important election we've ever had, maybe no before. I yeah. used to say that in 2016, and uh, meant it. Uh, this is more important right now because our country is going to hell. On November 5th, 2024, we're going to stand up to the Marxists and communists, fascists and globalists. We're going to evict crooked Joe Biden. He is crooked as hell. You know, I took the uh, name away from Hillary. I was crooked Hillary. And now I call her beautiful Hillary. I said, she's a beautiful woman. But I figured that Joe was uh, so deserving of it because I don't like to do it with two people, you know? Two people sharing a name is not good. But he's crooked Joe Biden. We're going to finish what we started, and we will make America great again, greater than ever before. We're going to do that.
2: Hmm, Wait till all of his kids change their last names. Lee, I I think that clip is exactly what we heard on the tape. He's just bullshitting and saying anything to make the people in the room laugh, because that will help his self-esteem. That's fine if you're an emotionally crippled comedian like myself, but you heard the clips. I mean, he's got binders full of smoking guns.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And now he's trying to play it off like, oh, it wasn't real. I didn't hold up a a, a classified document. It was just papers. It was just I was just I was just blustering or whatever. It was he said it was a bit of bravado. Um, which, you know, you want to say, God damn, well, that is, that's is—that's pathetic. That's fucking pathetic that you waved paper, you held up papers and you said these are classified. I can't let you see them. Uh, they're about plans to invade Iran. Uh, you know, and I think he's bullshitting there when he says it was bravado. I think he really did just wave around whatever the fuck he found. Um, yeah.
2: And yeah. and and then and then, you know, this he says whole... it. He says it that I didn't get this declassified. He says it on right, the tape. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you
7: know, it's interesting that he that, that they're th- they're wondering if he leaked the tape, thinking it exonerated
2: him. There's been some talk about that. I kind of love that, but I'm not sure how he would have had access to the tape. I mean, well, think I about mean, it. It was those Meadows biographers that probably made the tape and it went straight from yeah. their hands into Jack Smith's. Well, or they might have given
7: him a copy or something. Maybe. Um, maybe. And then because uh, I'm sorry.
8: I was just saying, aren't we in the discovery phase? I'm not sure.
7: Yeah. Um, but, you know, a couple of reporters were saying that he said this is off the record. And if he said and he said that reporters would probably stand by that
2: mm. if he said it was off the record, that they wouldn't release it. Um, right. Right. But he's also also saying that he has attorney-client privilege with Evan Corcoran, even though (laughs) because he had Evan Corcoran commit a crime, he no longer has attorney-client privilege. I mean, these are just his defenses that sound really good to folks in stadiums who haven't read all the facts of the case.
7: Yeah. And we just keep getting deeper and deeper into shit. I mean, you know, we've got the the uh, the electors stuff going to Jack Smith. We've got Raffensperger talking to talking to the special counsel. I mean, you know, it's just all beginning to snowball. The question is, is does it snowball fast enough? And, uh, you know, and does it go to courts that aren't run by Eileen Cannon? Um, So that we can get some something going before the election. And again, I don't think he's going to win the election. Right. But, you know, we've say and I, you
2: know, as we said last week, you never know. Look, I mean, he could win it, but I I kind of feel like all of this bad legal news he keeps getting and he keeps getting it. Let's not forget there's He's already been found guilty this year for fraud yep. with the Trump organization, libel by a jury in New York state for sexual uh, abuse of Eugene Carroll. He's going to get indicted for January 6th, or at least his lawyers will. So in the midst of all of this, the happiest man in America should be Ron DeSantis, right? Yep. yep. Ron DeSantis should be loving this. But DeSantis just couldn't hold back. I mean, I've been saying if he had just waited and run in 2028... It would have been DeSantis against Gavin Newsom, and, and he maybe could have done it. At this point, he is becoming the Rick Perry of Scott Walker's.
7: Oh, yeah. No, no. I I said today, I said and I've and I've said for a while that I I have no idea why he didn't sit out and wait till 2028. Is it people? It was he afraid that people would really start to understand what a dick he is, even though they pretty much got that idea already. And I said he he went he went from he probably would have sailed into the nomination in 2028,
2: and now he's just coming out as just an ordinary, everyday Jeb. I, I think he really believed that Donald Trump would be knocked out, that Donald Trump's criminality would knock him out of the running. And, Lee, let's be honest, that still could happen. I don't think it will, because Donald Trump's super PAC, and here's the reason Republicans hate him, because he's not raising money for the Republican Party. He's raising money for his super PAC. And that super PAC's not contributing to down-ballot candidates. It's contributing to Donald Trump's freaking defense attorneys. Yeah. So I don't, I, even I don't see how he can drop out. He needs to pay his lawyers. He's got to keep running.
7: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's the only thing that he has in order to keep grifting people um, right now. But he's doing he's I mean, that. The thing it is a fundamental misunderstanding of the Republican base by Ron DeSantis. If he thought that maybe they would abandon him or something if he got indicted. I mean, everybody knew that they were going to stay with him. Their, their entire identity at this point is connected to Donald Trump and Trumpism and the MAGA movement. That is who they are. And right. they're not going to give that up. That's like telling someone
2: at this point to give up their religion. And it's just not going to happen. Can I tell you what makes me crazy, Lee? Remember, after George W. Bush left office and people said the same thing, he he kept us safe. He kept yeah. us safe, and I just kept thinking, uh, that's that's the best thing you can say. The man who presided over the greatest failure of national security in our history and a terrorist attack that killed three thousand of us, he kept us safe. And now I'm hearing the same thing about Donald Trump that he kept the country safe, even though we're getting actual. Audio taped evidence that he was pretty much playing games with the lives of our troops and showing confidential intelligence to anybody he could impress. And this is not to mention the
7: rise of violence and, you know, right wing violence, uh, reactions to right wing violence, that there was a that that, that violence rose under him um, and uh, and is now coming down. I mean, you know, the murder rate and everything is coming down in this country. Yes. he. I mean, I guess you could say he didn't start any wars, but he amped up the drone
2: wars. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he, I mean, to carry out assassinations, he, he threatened a nuclear war. He carried, please. I, this whole and notion they were talking, of Donald and Trump as an anti-war actor is just this the lunacy by the right wing.
7: And and that and that uh, and that Stephen Miller was was proposing using drones on on boats that were trying to get to the country,
2: or using landmines at the border. That's right. And we know that Donald Trump is extremely pro war if it's Vladimir Putin waging it. So the whole notion that Trump's anti war is just a a, a vulgar lie. But, you know, I want to just ask you about Joe Biden for a second, because um, he's racking up more and more achievements. I was so impressed by yesterday's announcement about bringing broadband to the very rural people who are taught that Joe Biden is a pedophile groomer dementia patient socialist mastermind today at the white house press briefing they asked olivia dalton why does the biden administration have such a hard time getting credit for all the good economic news give a quick listen to this
9: polling continues to show this pretty large disconnect between the economic successes that you all are touting and highlighting this week and the way americans are actually feeling about the economy the way they're feeling about their own wallets yeah inflation and recession fears continue to be a, a pretty big pull on the president's popularity so Why do you think that is? And is this big rebrand going to be enough to to bridge that divide and and turn things around? Well,
10: what I would say is that the President's economic policies are incredibly popular. When you ask people what they think about investing in our roads, bridges, and uh, airports. When you ask people what they think about educating and empowering workers. When you ask people about how they feel about reshoring manufacturing jobs and investing in America. Those things are incredibly popular. And we find that when we go out and we talk to people about it, they support Bidenomics, and so that's exactly what the president is going to be doing in Chicago tomorrow. And that's exactly why we're uh, we're we're talking to Americans about everything that he's doing to make sure that we uh, grow the economy by growing the middle class, so give uh, people the 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 support that they need to uh, to grow our economy. For us.
2: am I nuts to worry about this? I mean, we've heard this so many times with Democrats. Well, they don't support the president, but they do support all the policies he's fighting for. I swear to God, people just read the temperature in the room and that's their conviction sometimes in these polls
7: yeah yeah well that's because they're they're taught that these people are evil and now they'll have faster access to learning how evil uh, how the lies about how evil they are um and but you know I think there's also ways to approach this like you know Tommy Tuberville Tuberville put out uh something you know taking credit for uh 1.5 billion dollars I think in uh Alabama to Alabama for for rural broadband access. And it's like, motherfucker, you voted against it. You know, they wouldn't be getting it if it was up to you. That's right. And and, you know, and and Biden's done well with that before um, he did with with the infrastructure bill. He was able to say, you know, uh, well, you know, you guys are taking credit for this and. And you were against it, and it's a pretty potent message. And that was one that that was that was part of a message that went into the uh, the midterms was was the success of of the, of the infrastructure bill and so you know ride that again i mean again you gotta stop yes i think that rural rural areas need need broadband it can actually it it could actually enhance their lives it could give their kids access to seeing a world beyond the bullshit that their parents want them to see it can help local economies yes yes absolutely but i i don't think we need to do things that try to attract those voters, those rural white voters, especially. But we need to keep saying y- we're doing shit you like, you know, maybe vote for your local guy, maybe vote for somebody <laughs> for, for for the House or for Senate. That mm-hmm. is, that. Uh, uh, you know, if you're not going to vote for Biden for bringing you all this shit.
2: You know, uh, latest polling this morning has Biden at forty nine, Trump at 40 and DeSantis at 40. I mean, it does seem like Joe Biden isn't too worried just yet. He's got a record to run on and the other side seems determined to punch themselves in the face. Yeah, no, they keep stepping on their dicks left and right. And, you know, once we get to, I mean,
7: we keep seeing poll after poll after poll. And, you know, we, we know after all the years of doing this, John, that nobody really gives a shit about the election. Mm-hmm. In in large numbers until, let's say, September of 2024, when we get to the, out of the summer of 2024, that's when people finally start paying attention. And wow. I think that uh, that, you know, with the way that independents have already turned against Trump. That we're just looking at we're just biding our time, (laughs) biding our time Um, until until we get to an election where it's Trump versus Biden and Biden puts Trump away.
2: Exactly. So one last question, Mr. Papa, then I'll send you off into the evil night. You know, when I was a boy, Bill O'Reilly used to have a TV show back in the day. And every time there'd be a pride parade, he would find the most raunchy public nude bit of debauchery he could possibly have tell his audience how offended he was and to drive the point home that he was offended by this footage he would show it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times bill may be gone but his gripe his 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 lecherous ghost haunts the hallways of fox you saw the footage um anybody having too much fun at a pride parade fox news made sure everyone saw it What are your thoughts on the pearl clutching? Because we all know that heterosexual people have never done anything debauched. No, no, no. You go to St. Patrick's Day and it's uh, in New York
7: and it's all all just praying. And Mardi
2: Gras, Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Adults
7: behave beautifully there. Yeah. 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 Nobody's yelling, show your tits and show everything else uh, in the middle of the streets uh, for for an entire month as they do in New Orleans. And that's right. yeah, my favorite was uh the little segment where there was a part of the Dyke March and I use, and I'm quoting there. It was yeah. the Dyke March um that happened on uh no no, the Dyke March was where the nudity was. It was the the um the drag march, the drag queen march yes. that happened on Friday where uh they were started chanting, "We're here, we're queer, we're not going shopping," which is something that goes back to the 90s. It's an anti-capitalist yeah a couple of people chanted we're here we're queer and we're coming for your children just a
2: couple Mm which but 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 i think it's kind of funny <laughs> well it's very funny they did it to upset the straights and boy howdy mission accomplished they did it became like oh my god there's they're telling you what they're gonna do and it's like don't you assholes
7: have any sense of humor at all you know i i i am sorry it's funny they're making fun of you you know no they're not gonna waste time gay people are not don't want to spend a lot of time with your kids they have better things to do with their fucking
2: time Thank you. Thank you. Yes, the number one group for pedophilia in every country around the world that's ever kept records continues to be heterosexual identified men. They're nonstop unbroken broken streak. Um, Lee Papa, you are one of the best in the game. What is the best way for our listeners to follow you and the rude pundits exploits? You can follow me on Twitter at Rude Pundit and you know at all those other things, uh,
7: Blue Sky and, and other things at Rude Pundit. You can read my blog, which still goes out once a week, uh, rude pundit.blogspot.com. And, uh, you can read my pa- go to Patreon, uh, slash rude pundit and read all kinds of stuff. I do deep dives into speeches and documents and, and other uh, websites, and sometimes I tell a story like the
2: two-part story of Jeopardy! that's up there now. (laughs) I can't wait. Lee, thank you so much, and thanks for being so generous with your Jeopardy! details. I am living through you, and it's wonderful. thank you, John. Have a great week. Thank you for keeping me patriotic. All right, quick break. We'll be right back with all your riffraff calls, and Natalia Reagan joins us as well in just a moment. We are at 866-997-4748. So happy summer, by the way. It's technically begun, and um, it's already way too hot. About 45 million people live in areas that are expected to reach dangerous temperatures in the next couple of days. That's 14% of the U.S. population. Right now, most of the heat has been concentrated in Texas, Louisiana, and part of the South. Today, uh, on the heat index, New Orleans got to 113 degrees. Houston got to 111. Jackson, Mississippi, 110. Um, Concho Valley... In West Texas was hotter than Death Valley over the weekend. Storms had baseball-sized hail and tornadoes in the Midwest and the South. Thousands of flights were canceled on the East Coast because of the storms. And there's now flood risks all over part of the U.S. where drainage systems can't cope. It's getting really scary. In Houston, temperatures and heat indexes have topped triple digits for three straight weeks so logically we know climate change has nothing to do with this people of earth please welcome back to the show our good friend anthropologist primatologist actor writer producer host scientist and comedian natalia reagan she's been an all-star host for neil degrasse tyson's star talk podcast and every now and then she joins us to talk about shit you can't say tonight let's just talk about how freaking hot it is natalia reagan welcome back
10: thank you for having me it's a spicy spicy time right now
2: I mean, at what point do people start saying, you know, maybe all these world scientific consensus saying for a long time it's getting hotter? Maybe they were onto something. I mean, people have died. Perhaps. A fourteen-year-old died at, at Big Bend National Park in Texas over the weekend.
10: Dear Lord, yeah. I mean, this is the thing: is this is it's nothing new. We, you know, in nineteen eighty-five, Carl Sagan went before Congress and warned of this i mean and, and and before that we have you know we've had a, a countdown clock about when the world might just sort of expire because of all the uh you know carbon emissions and things going up in the air that we, we we've known about for for decades i mean basically since the industrial revolution we've just been on a uh, a crash course of how can we heat things up and make things pretty inhospitable yeah. uh but sometimes i feel like um and I, I remember thinking this when i first was studying anthropology just this idea of um reproductive success and that's the idea of our not just us having kids but our kids having kids and so sometimes we don't really think beyond that right and now
2: Beyond that? No, when we I think know, reproductive yeah. success, I don't think beyond Friday night most of the time. Basically, on, exactly.
10: Yeah. Well, it's one of those. It's, it's it's not something that you're actually actively thinking about. It's like a subconscious thing. But now of that course. we're, you know, we're right up against the sixth mass extinction. I mean, we are in the sixth mass extinction. It is happening. Yeah. It's not happening to our grandchildren, our great grandchildren. It's happening to us right now. And I think now we're having to, to face these facts. And, you know, we've got New Orleans at 113 degrees. I mean. But whatever happened to temperate coastal regions, just, you know, I mean, yes, they do get very hot. But yeah, that's uh, Jacksonville, Florida is going to be a
2: Jacksonville, Florida is going to be one hundred nine this weekend. I mean, God, it's it's horrifying. And again, it's like I I worry about the old people. I worry about the animals. And, you know, this is everything science has told us to expect. I mean, summer temperatures have been increasing for three decades straight and the climate getting warmer, which it is is going to push those temperatures higher. And it means we're going to have more fires. We're going to have more of what they're calling extreme weather.
10: I know, and it's I'm confusing terrified. sometimes for folks to have to explain, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we had a really cold winter here in Los Angeles, but it, it, again, weather does not equal climate. You know, we know that the climate has been warming, you know, weather, think of, of the short term climate, think long term. And we know that when you have more water up in the air, it must go somewhere. And oftentimes it comes back down and, uh, and it can be more violent if you've got warmer weather. That's when you get more extreme weather, get more tornadoes. Uh, the tornado alley is growing and growing and growing it's, and yeah. popping up, you know, we had one here in Los Angeles not that long ago, and, uh, you know, it's something that we're going to continue seeing. And even things like zoonotic diseases, things where, you you know, I sent you an article about there were some cases of malaria. They weren't necessarily people that caught malaria in the States, but people are there are more areas of the world that are probably going to have these sorts of um, continued uh, tropical diseases like malaria, dengue, yellow fever that are, you know, mosquito transmitted diseases and that can come back to the states and say for instance if somebody comes back to the states has malaria and a local mosquito bites them guess what they can spread it to other folks and it's just it's a it's not good guys right let me ask
2: you let me ask you about that because i you know i i have done a bunch of military shows in my life as a stand-up and one time uh, when i went to haiti um, I had to uh, go and get the vaccine for malaria because I was going to a U.S. military base, and our troops respect science and they get their damn vaccines. Um, and it was a crazy shot; I had hallucinations uh, for days after getting it when I was trying to sleep. But yeah, in the last two was months, this, at least, was it? Go ahead, because
10: I was going to say, I, 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 was it a, a like a? Was were you taking it in pill form? Because they have. Are you talking about the the? Was it was a hydroxychloroquine, or no?
2: Uh, I don't remember. It was 14 years okay. ago, but they did give me a shot. But now in the last two months, five people, four in Florida, one in Texas, have been infected with malaria. And I didn't know this, but these are the first known cases of locally acquired here in the state's malaria in 20 years. Uh, yeah. Is this just mosquitoes? I mean. <laughs>
10: well, oh, yeah, yeah. Malaria is only spread and it's only a specific you know type of mosquito uh, anopheles that can spread the the, the malaria. Uh, and they're not 100 percent sure, I think, that it was caught in the U.S. Uh, okay. because it's hard to. You, we can't, unfortunately, we can't track. Down. I think these are some of the folks had recently traveled. Um, but then again, also, like I mentioned, it you know, it's hard to find patient zero, you know, whatever mosquito got, you know, it, for instance, if someone had malaria, got bit by a mis- local mosquito, they could potentially because they have that blood in their system, You know, spread it to somebody else. Spread it to someone else. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, But it's it's. There's they're trying to figure out whether or not uh, this means there's going to be more people. How it's not probably going to create an epidemic or anything like that but what is happening is as people are traveling more right we're going back to traveling more and has, traveling. as the world is heating up you have more places that might have mosquitoes that would carry malaria and so it just opens up more opportunities so these are just things we have to be mindful of that you know it's not just these it's not just a tropical disease that you know doesn't affect those in the u.s i mean we also know that we also have west nile uh virus and oh, things good, like yellow yes.
2: thank god fever all and the
10: yeah, exactly. And, you know, because uh, mis- malaria, I think it was 250 million cases yes. last year. And a bulk of those are in Africa.
2: 250 million.
0: Yeah. Uh,
10: yeah. And, you know, I have a good friend that does Doctors Without Borders uh, in Africa. And that's malaria season is actually, you know, she was just in Liberia and, and malaria season hasn't hit yet. But when it does, it's pretty brutal. And, um, you know, it's once you get malaria, you you know, you, you've you got it and you can have, you know, re- recurrence of it throughout your lifetime but um a lot of it is just sort of managing it um right there's not necessarily a a, a cure so yeah oh my god you don't don't want it but so
2: you're saying bug spray is what you're saying get some bug bug spray, spray
10: long sleeves you know be mindful don't just hang out next to stagnant pools of water
2: that's it that that's mosquitoes right
10: that's yeah, that's what they like yeah. to do. I you mean have that's a that's stagnant also, water
2: in your backyard. you're gonna be getting some friends. It's true.
10: yeah, don't don't do it, man. But yeah, I mean, things are warming up and these are things we have to consider and think about.
2: Well, and also you were saying how the hill just reported that scientists have failed to warn about climate change. which scientists huh? have failed to warn about it? I think the society has failed to listen to society I think warn about it. I,
10: I think a bunch of politicians have had their head buried very conveniently in the sand. you know I, I believe it's a very inconvenient truth now. <laughs> uh oh yeah. that's good I mean, write that down that's a good phrase right yeah, yeah, yeah maybe that should be a movie yeah i wish we talk about that uh but yeah this is something that's been discussed in you know the scientific forums and uh in in you know Congress for for years this is nothing new it's, so the idea the that headline. scientists are
2: I mean, can I read the headline? Because it's the most obnoxious thing. Scientists failed for decades to communicate the coming risks of rapid sea level rise to policymakers and the public. A new study has found scientists have failed to communicate the risks of sea level. No, (laughs) science has not failed. We have failed to take heed and listen. And some of us like what Joe Rogan says more than world scientific consensus. I mean, that's it. Right. Like some of us like to listen yeah. to dude bros more than scientists.
10: Right. No, I mean, if you saw the day after tomorrow, which I remember watching in the theaters and thinking, holy crap, you know, and they had I'm sure they had technical advisors and by technical advisors, scientists informing some of that. We, you know we were we were warned by Hollywood. I mean, even like AI. I watched I watched T2 as a child. We were warned about the AI. We knew all this is coming. Like so to sit there and be like, I had no idea. Why didn't they tell us?
2: I, I mean, Wait, this is this how out of touch the Hill is, right? Has, has the Hill been on TikTok? Scientists are making lots of videos about climate change, Hill. Jesus.
10: Yes, it's 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 been out there. I mean, I mean, Carlos Sagan, uh, again, decades yeah. ago, 30 plus years ago, was talking about almost 40 years ago. Dear Lord. Yeah. About mm. this being, you know, something that's not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. And I think that's like something that's interesting. And And we even look at the fires in New York. Uh, for right. for a long time, it's I, I'm from California. We're used to being the ones, you know, seeing the orange sky. I grew up seeing orange sky every year because you get these fires that come through these you know, wildfires that have gotten worse and worse and worse. Uh, and New York and the East Coast was inundated with smoke in a way that I think maybe some That's politicians right. all of a sudden are like, wait a minute there's something to this climate change.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, New Yorkers are like, wait a second, it's inconveniencing us now. This is fine for our yes. eds, but don't. This is you're supposed to hurt people in marginalized areas. It wasn't called a-, a
10: convenient truth. It was called an That's inconvenient truth.
2: Look at you. You want to take a couple of calls from our uh, evil army of the night before our break? I would love to. Sela uh, in Texas, you're on with Natalia. How are you?
12: I'm okay now. And I Hi. really appreciate the conversation you guys are having. Because I'm in that one of the areas that had no power for over a week. Uh, and oh my, my god. god, it was apocalyptic. It was like 107 heat index. And uh anyway, wow. I'm sorry. I think it was day 3 or 4, I don't know cuz my brain went kind of weird, but um I got a little baby generator and a baby air conditioner and that's the only damn thing that saved me down here. <laughs> People can't live without power down here. And it's I, horrifying. I'm, I'm a big infrastructure geek. Yeah. So, well, where exactly horrible. are you in Texas? Yeah, where are you? Um, I'm in e- northeast Texas, around te- okay. uh, south of Texarkana, near Shreveport, Louisiana, on the Louisiana Texas line. Wow. And wow. it happened in Louisiana too. My, yeah. I have family over there, and they were out, and. um It was horrifying. And I'm going to have PTSD from it because this morning the power went out for an hour and I just my heart started palpitating. Oh, God, please, um, please
2: stay safe, please. It's going to be a rough couple of days. I'm
12: fine. I'm fine. But there are people in my little community. My county has like 70,000 people. And Mm. I have, you know, I I'm fine. But some people aren't.
2: Well, yeah, I, I no, worry. It's it's I. It's not so much the people I worry about. It's your state's electrical grid. I'm terrified about as well. Oh, yeah. We got to hit a break, Sila. Thank you so much. We will be
11: right back. This is progress. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
2: This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John saying. Smoke from new wildfires in Canada is now triggering poor air quality alerts all over the upper Midwest. Chicago, Minneapolis, Detroit just recorded some of the worst air pollution levels of any major city in the world. I know, like three weeks after the skies turned orange, Texas just broke their electricity demand record yesterday after two straight weeks of 100 degree days. And forecasters are saying that relief will not be here Before the July 4th holiday weekend. Right now, 30% of Americans are under heat warnings and watches. Please, guys, please be safe. Please, if you're in an area that's affected, watch your power if you can. Try to not run the air conditioner too strong. But more importantly, just take care of yourself. Please check in on old people. Please check in on animals. It's going to be a really rough time. And if you're traveling over the holiday weekend, be ready For flight delays travelers are getting hit at airports all over the place already it's a real ominous sign heading into the long weekend this is going to be the biggest test yet for airlines trying to keep up with a surging number of passengers please keep safe let's get back to the phones again we're at 866-997-4748 tim in ohio thank you so much for your patience on hold
5: it's tim in chicago
2: oh tim in chicago
8: so sorry my apologies welcome like sorry sorry tim you have to move to ohio now i'm sorry yeah, i'm really so it's a new thing you yeah.
2: got to move to ohio it's mike dewine i'm it's his, he made the rules
5: yeah what's yeah, up that, that, yeah um, yeah but to your point uh the, the air in chicago it, it's definitely probable the difference uh I'm about two miles from the lake uh people that live by the lake it's not quite as bad but you, know, you walk outside uh and after a while it feels like you know you're, you're getting a tickling in your in your chest and then and your eyes are itching a little bit and i mean i don't know what it was like in new york but you definitely could tell the difference and you can see the difference it's just like this kind of haze this even you know not even in more wooded areas where there's you know, trees on the street it's definitely noticeable i don't know what it was like in so it's it's the-
2: terrible. Well, I mean, in New York, when we had this thing a few weeks ago, it was crazy because it was the day that Pat Robertson died. So we just all thought, oh, my God, hell opened up its jaws so wide for Pat Robertson that the skies turned red and smoky. That's how it seemed.
5: Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I got a couple questions for you. Uh, one, do you still talk to Jamie Raskin ever since you did his birthday
2: gig? Yeah, I'm actually in talks with uh, Congressman Raskin's team about hopefully getting him on the show next week.
5: Excellent. Excellent. And speaking of guests, uh, what's the movement on uh, the Ellie Mistal, Corey Brett Schneider panel?
2: Oh, I I didn't even know. I mean, well, Corey Brett Schneider's gone away for the summer, but, you know, that sort of thing, I'd love to, but I'd love, I want, I'd want to do it live. That's my problem. I wouldn't want to do it on Zoom. If we're going to have Corey and Ellie in the same studio, we book a room in the Howard Tower, and we do it in the afternoon yeah. sometime.
8: Yeah, I think so. Well,
2: i got
5: I think three we... different tins of popcorn in my Amazon shopping cart just ready for me to click purchase, so you let me know. Ah.
8: We got to do this, I think, Chris. I we think have to do that. There. And Ellie's yeah. Ellie's got a new podcast with the Nation that's coming out. So yeah, and some... Ellie hasn't done the show in a while either. He kind of owes us. Kind of, I owes think us. you're right. We set up a pre-tape. We make it a special. Ooh, yeah. boy. But that means we have to wait until like later in July to tape it because the uh, Corey's we do, cause away. Corey's away. Let's do
2: Ellie and Corey without Corey. How about that? Just Ellie. No, it's not quite the same. Yeah, okay, we'll 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 do that, Tim. We'll get on that right away.
5: Um, so I don't know if you. I actually uh, heard this on Bob Seska's podcast, which I got into because of you. Thank you very
2: much. Isn't it good? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. you you wouldn't think it based on his appearances on this show, but it's quite a good podcast. Go ahead. I
5: wouldn't. I wouldn't think it based on his <laughs> appearance in general, but you know. Uh, yeah,
2: based on his appearance, my God, I mean, yeah. actually, his appearance, his appearance is quite commendable. I got to say, if I could look like I, I look like Bob Seska's before picture in a gym ad, but go on.
5: <laughs> um, but he he played a tape of um, of an interview. I can't remember which outlet it was, but w- it was with James Comey uh, with the British outlet. And he was talking about how uh, all Trump supporters, how they are, they're classic cases of people that have been defrauded and they just don't want to admit. They'll come to court and defend the fraudster who, you know, uh, built them out of money just so yeah. they could save face. And it reminded yeah. me of an interview that, uh, Michael Cohen, also a friend of yours, who I, I started listening to you because of him, so I got huh. in there somewhere, uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, James Cardinal was on uh, Michael Cohen's podcast during the 2020 election. He was talking about how there needs to be a permission structure for these Trump voters to walk away. Yeah, and, there has to be. And, but yeah, so I, you know, I think about this and like, and, and my friends that are Trump supporters, their their arguments get more and more just Like, desperate. I mean, when they sense their nonsense, I just send them gifts of, like, fish out of water, flailing for air. Like, you guys are just, you're making no sense. So, uh, the fact that they have doubled down so, you know, intrinsically, like, how do, what what does that permission structure even look like anymore? I, I, I have to know.
2: I so mean, the mean, only thing I, I, mean, I can I think, think of
5: numbers, you start with empathy. Uh, why do you think this way? you think that. Well,
2: no, 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 that's not going to happen. Listen, they're, 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 yeah, there's two yeah. ways. The There's there's two ways that Donald Trump supporters are going to cut him loose. OK, uh, number one is if he comes out in public wearing a T-shirt with the words Black Lives Matter. OK, that then they would bail on him. That would happen. Uh, that, if Donald Trump actually began saying Black Lives Matter, if Donald Trump ended a speech by saying Black Lives Matter, He'd lose the base. That won't happen. So I think the only other way it's going to happen, either just widespread destruction. I mean, Germans had to see Berlin turn to rubble before they realized maybe the Hitler was wrong, the the Fuhrer was wrong. But I I think it'll be someone like Trump who gives the base permission to cut Trump loose. That's what Trump did with... Hang on. That's what Trump did with George W. Bush. We spent years... Telling our right-wing friends, hey, Bush and Cheney, they lied to you. They were incompetent. They wrecked the economy. They invaded the wrong country. They were horrible. And, you know, the conservatives hated us for it. They called, they questioned our patriotism for saying the Iraq war was stupid. They defended this guy. And when we were proven right, when Bush's policies wrecked the economy and there were no WMDs and we were in a quagmire, when we were proven right, they hated us even more until Trump came along. And in 2015 and 2016, in the GOP debates, told the Republicans, Bush lied to you, lied you into Iraq. And it was like the spell was broken. Donald Trump gave them. It was almost like the mad scientist gave the monster permission to break up with the previous mad scientist. And I've never seen anything like it. And suddenly George W. Bush became persona non grata in the Republican Party and just has to hang around with Bill Clinton and Barack Obama all the time. But that's what happened.
5: Yeah, no, I would agree. That is certainly an offlane. Another uh, offlane, which, again, James Carville brought up, and by the way, I think James Carville is kind of a fossil, but he, he still hasn't. No, he's
2: great. He's, no, he's, he's, he, I get what you're saying, but he's, he's still great. He delivers. He's great on camera. Yeah, Go ahead.
5: No, he certainly still has value. But he also, he mentioned uh, in the same interview with Michael Cohen that uh, it was kind of like Dave Chappelle, you know, a long time ago, he been about, you know, before, this was before Barack Obama was like, you know, the first black president. Like, no one wants to be the first but they'll be the second, third, fourth. And Carvel was saying that, you know, that's going to be the same for the first. No one wants to be the first attorney to indict Trump, but then they'll be the You're third, right. the fourth, and that'll start snowballing. And then every other uh, attorney general and, and just, you know, attorney in general that wants to make a name for themselves, they'll start bringing Trump and his name to uh, to justice. And, you know, it'll start, everyone will start screaming, uh, witch on, winch on, but then that'll just, yeah. they will get so diluted that I think maybe that'll also give people a time to say, okay, well, th- we'll, we'll just, we'll sling into the shadows for now, and hopefully you're right. remember this.
2: I think you're completely I also, right. I mean,
5: I always tell my, my MAGA friends, like, you know, I, I really can't wait to be a fly on the wall when you're explaining yourself to your kids and your grandkids, you know, 10, yeah. 20 years from now, because it's not aging well in real time. It's going to look 10 times worse in... You're exactly right. So, anyway, thanks so much. Remember John, we were remember we were, they, remember we were kids, and
2: there remember we were kids, and there were all these the ups that still defended Nixon. Oh, Nixon wasn't bad; he just got caught. And then those guys disappeared. Right? I mean, you're right. Yeah. People will gradually cut Donald Trump loose, but they're they're probably going to need someone on the right to give them permission to do it. Chris Christie thinks he's the guy. I don't think so. But I thank you very much well, for the call. Yeah,
5: I, think, well, I, I think he I think he's he's walking the line. He's showing the uh, He's showing the the spot At least call people out, and they, that's what people are drawn to. They are drawn to. Oh, I know. Trump Trump. They don't want. But the you BS. know, you
2: know who's you know who's liking Chris Christie the most of these appearances, young people. Who don't remember much before 2016 uh, because Chris Christie was I'm sorry but he did everything Donald Trump wanted for pure self-interest he's doing he now he's he's cut Donald Trump loose again for pure self-interest I mean what Chris Christie figured out in 2020 Trump was a bad guy come on bullshit but I thank you for the call man we'll see how it all plays out 866-997-4748 now um, you guys remember the story of Ralph Yarl right He's the young man um, in Kansas City who rang the wrong doorbell looking for his family. He had the wrong address. And an 84-year-old white man named Andrew Lester shot him through the door. Uh, Ralph Yarl just gave an interview to Robin Roberts about what happened to him. It's time for another installment of the Minority Report with Thea Harper.
6: Let's face facts, cuz we know what's the real motives. And the land of the free for the free lotus. Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors. They disorganized my people, made it so alone.
2: Still got the last names of our slave owners. And the land of the free for the free lotus. Leave us dead in the street to be the We are so donors. lucky to work they with a producer like Thea Harper. And Thea, <laughs> every week you manage to bring so many important stories, usually that are flying under the radar. Uh, welcome back. Hey, John. How are you? I, I'm great. I love this segment. And I I, I love this story. It's it, it's so I'm just so grateful that Ralph Yarl survived what he went through. And this is not another one of those stories. Tell us a bit about the interview. I will confess. I I, I don't watch GMA. I didn't know he was on.
9: Yeah. So Ralph recently did a sit down interview with Robin Roberts and um, pretty much he talks about what happened that day and he talks about how you know he was going to pick up his younger brothers um and he sh- showed up to the to the wrong house um yeah. his his brothers were actually a block away and um he said he never met the family of his brothers friends so he mm-hmm. just you know kind of assumed that he was at at the right house and right um, after ringing the door- doorbell, he said he waited a long time o- on the porch before the door opened. Um, and then he says he sees this old man and, um, and he just assumed that maybe this is the brother's friend's grandfather. Right, because he,
2: he had never met his brother's never friend's met. family. Never. So and apparently the way it worked is that, like, on the street he was, there was the street and there was the lane and they were a block apart. And he went to the lane when he should have gone to the street. But both avenues had the same name. So right. so I didn't know he'd been he he rang the doorbell and then waited for a while. What did he yeah. say happened next?
9: Um. He says Andrew Lester uh, pulls out a gun. Um, he starts to back up, and he points it at him, and he says, "You know." Before he knows it, he's on the ground. Uh, mm. He falls on on the glass. The, sh- the glass shatters. Um, and because he and shot he him, says, the, he
2: shot him through the storm door, right? Like he, yeah. The old man literally shot him through glass. This is insane.
9: And then he says he started running away and shouting, "Help me! Help me!" Um he also even said that one of one said one of the residents, um, when he tried to go for help, one of the residents ignored him and locked their door instead of Jesus. trying to help him. Jesus. Yeah.
2: Now, I yeah. know this 84 year old man, uh, Mr. Lester, he he pled not guilty to first degree assault. Right. What was his what, what is his defense?
9: Yeah, so he has pled not guilty to first degree assault and armed criminal action, and he he's he has admitted that he shot Ralph um, through the through the door without warning because he was scared to death, uh, and he said he was about to be robbed by the black person standing at the door. Jesus. Yes, and he remains free um, after posting twenty thousand dollars of. 10% of his $200,000 bond.
2: Oh, he remains free. Mm-hmm. And this kid's got a bullet in him. Um, yes. Now, now uh, I'm really glad that, that Ralph Yarl is okay, obviously. Uh, this way, this story made international <clears throat> news, and it seems like it disappeared almost as quickly as it happened. I mean, Joe Biden talked yeah. about it, a lot of celebrities weighed in on it. Um, what's the status now of the case, and, uh, and what is Mr. Yarl's attorney saying?
9: Yeah, so I mean, well, you know, you said how it kind of came and went. The story, I I, f- I feel that that happens when yeah. black people live in yeah, these cases. You're right. You're right. Um, which is so unfortunate. Um, because even though, yes, he's you know, uh, Ralph is alive. He is still dealing with so much. He has headaches, trouble sleeping. And um, he says sometimes his mind just goes foggy. And he talks about yeah. having a hard time concentrating on things that used to be easy for him to do. And his mother also talked about how Ralph took the SAT when he was only in the eighth grade. And now, you know, she said his brain is slowed down a bit. So she said he appears physically fine. But she said there has been so much taken away from him.
2: Yeah, I mean the, the the poor kid took a bullet, my god. Um but he's he's all right. I know he he's he's recovering. He's seeing a therapist and uh he seems like a really fine young kid. We we have to remember he was only at this house cuz he was trying to do a favor for his family in the first place. That's why he didn't know where he was.
9: Right. Um and so uh the preliminary hearing uh for Andrew Lester is August 31st. Okay. Um, and, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, I, I really, I really do hope that, you know, our justice system gets it right. Um, you know, there's some people talking about how Andrew Lester, he's 84 years old. Look, I, I personally don't care that he is 84 years old. I do believe he should still be held accountable.
2: Yeah. But I mean, Let's be really honest now. This uh th- this is Missouri. I mean, it's Kansas City, but mm-hmm. it's still Missouri. He'll be going right. to trial in Missouri, and Missouri is not always, let's just say the most progressive of states when it comes to justice in matters like this.
9: Right. I understand that, but Yeah. I mean, also also, I mean, I feel that also there should be some sort of gun control legislation in place like you know Mm -hmm. there was Kaylin gillis who was just 20 years old who was shot and killed for pulling into the wrong driveway right here in new york you know there was two cheerleaders in texas that were shot for getting into the wrong car there was a six-year-old girl and her father in, in North Carolina who were shot after their basketball rolled into the uh, alleged shooter's right. yard. So, oh. so yeah. I truly believe that um, that there's something that needs to be done because, at, like everywhere we turn, we're hearing stories about this shooting, that shooting. So,
2: yeah, always. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of money being spent to make sure that nothing is done to make this right. country safer for anybody. That's hmm. very true. Um, Thea, please keep mm-hmm. us up to date on, on, on this story. I I don't really understand how this old man is hoping to dodge this. I mean, think about the precedent it would set if somehow I was scared of the black kid at my door who was unarmed, so I shot him. I, I mean, imagine if he gets off. Imagine the precedent that sets. We talk all the time about these George Zimmermans, these Kyle Rittenhouses, these trigger-happy guys who get to kill people because they've decided they're undesirable and then eventually get to walk. I'm terrified. There could be some kind of stand your ground element to this that just lets this man get away with murder.
9: Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about that too. Um, But I'm going to keep everyone updated on this and we're going to see how everything plays out. Thea, you are the best. Thank you. And also um, one last thing, Ralph has a great attorney. um, So, Hope, hoping everything works out um, for him and for the best. Yes.
2: I hope so as well. Uh, congratulations. By the way, Thea is going to be moving soon. That's all I can say, I think. But you got <laughs> the place you wanted and we're all very <laughs> oh happy. Oh, my gosh. I'm afraid, like, I want to talk about your life, but then I'm afraid all the creepy stalkers that harass you are going to, you know, start trying to get your address. So uh, Thea's moving somewhere far away. Um, but congratulations. Thank you, John. <laughs> thank you, Thea. And thank you for this story. I'm so glad that this young man's OK. And I, I just hope that this is just the beginning of uh, of his recovery and of, of the justice he deserves.
9: Same here.
2: Right on.